What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Maxwell Kosmolski. Joined with me is my co-host, Nolan Claypeck. Peckman Jones, baby. And this is the New School Project. Welcome fucking back. Holy shit. What's good, Max? Pecker, it's so good to be back. Oh, yeah. You guys are probably wondering why I've been gone for so long. What? Honestly? Real life? What do you mean, real life? Real life? I've been gone from the podcast. That's no, I know, saying. but was it because of real life? Like, just Yeah, yeah, it was because of real life. And it can be summarized with me saying that I'm a bitch, and that's fine. I own it. You know, this long, unannounced hiatus, uh, it, I regret it. That's it. Uh, I'm glad to be back, though. You know, I've been dealing with life, like mm -hmm. you said. You know, I, I got engaged. A lot has happened this year, actually. I got engaged, you know. Chris Let's and I, we, we've been traveling. We, we got a kitten. Uh, you almost got your ass five kittens. Uh, four. Or Wait, three. You, but well, we did have three kittens. She rescued all three of them and found owners for two of them. You are lucky. And we, that. we kept one of them. <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, it's good to be back. I, I've been away for a while and it, it just hasn't felt right. But we're fucking back. I'm back. That's it. Yeah. We're fucking gonna, we're gonna go strong and... Oh yeah. I'm excited to see what, what, what is gonna come from this you know what uh throughout that whole process of max taking a leave of absence like sometimes in life shit gets rocky or shit is not the way that you want it to be or sometimes you got to pay yourself first to be able to uh do something else for somebody else and things like that and then as far as like me talking on my own aspect i could have recorded a podcast and i could have done that uh while you were gone and everything but you know, there's a certain aspect of confidence that uh, Max brings to the table when I get on this mic, and uh, I felt like the gaming uh, was going really well and keeping the, the New School project uh, very relevant, so I was fine with it, and we sunk uh, our teeth into the gaming, and now that seems to be afloat now, so I'm super excited to get back to podcasting with you, making uh, reels with you, and uh, doing things that... Try to empower uh, people that are like us, uh, like our generation, people that are older than us, people that don't want to get caught in a fog or don't want to take everything for face value that either the media says or somebody has said once in their life. You know, we're, we're trying to come from a place where, hey, we've been entrepreneurs now for almost seven years. I don't know if you realize that, but... Yeah, almost seven years. It's it's been a fucking journey, and uh, Max and I have known each other through the whole fucking thing. We tried to invent this app. We went this way. We went that way. Uh, we had relationships come and go. We had friendships stay and grow stronger and fucking mold. And fuck, it, real life, uh, at least nowadays, has been I think real fun because we've been figuring out how to not only um, have a good time in life. Uh, understand where we're at in life financially and the opportunities that we need to seek out and the risks that we need to take. But we also are taking care of things that really do matter, which is our own families that we're trying to start, our own lives, and our own uh, our, our extended family too, like our moms, our cousins, all these people that are affected by the way that the world is right now. But more importantly, it feels damn good to be sitting at this table right now. Holy yeah, fuck. Yeah, I, I haven't been in front of a mic in so long. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if I was going to be nervous or not, but, you know, I'm looking in front of me. There's no audience. Yeah, it's a camera, and there will be people listening later, but, like, we're talking alone in a room. 
how can you be nervous? So I, I'm feeling good. Uh, oh yeah. In, in regards to what you said, you guys have been doing great. You kept going strong. You guys have built the new school project and the gaming segment and everything. And I mean, you guys are doing great. Oh yeah. And what you said about, you know, taking care of our families and stuff. We got, you know, other shit we do need to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know, I can certainly agree with that. You know, getting engaged at, uh, we, we have a wedding planned and, you know, that's going to be a fucking riot. Oh, yeah. We're, oh, yeah. We're uh, all going. Yeah. It, it's going to be an absolute riot. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. But with that comes uh, saving for a wedding while also s- simultaneously saving for a house and also simultaneously saving for the future. Yeah. Saving for the future. And also, you know, I got to buy my stocks every week and and all this shit. And, so what's been and going on and everything? What's been going on with that? So like... What is a big reason you took a leave from Max's Morning Market Mania? You know, just be transparent. Like, yeah, I'll I'll be transparent. I I have lost a little bit of confidence, and you know, I I'm not financially stable or anything. I mean, I I get by. I have money to invest every week and everything, but I'm not anywhere where I want to. I'm not anywhere close to where I want to be, and. I listen to people that are so much smarter than me and I'm thinking like, why are, why would people want to listen to me? You know, I, I don't have a finance background. Not that I assign much validity to a college degree because I know, you know, a lot of people that go through college, they do the bare minimum to get by and get their credits and get their degree. And, you know, at the end of the day, a dude who spends his time learning, you know, on YouTube or whatever, he can have more knowledge than a guy with a degree. And I mean, with that being said, I mean, I, you know, I use YouTube to listen to a lot of economists and financial experts and stuff, but I, I had a lapse of confidence and, you know, I, I was like, why should people listen to me? And yeah, you know, one way or another, I, I still should be able to say what I want to say without feeling bad about it. You know, I'm not an expert or anything. I'm not <laughs> anyone that's qualified to give financial advice, but I can still talk about the shit that I care about. Yeah. I talk about it with my coworkers, talk about it with my fiance. She doesn't give a shit, but I still talk about it with her. Yeah. I talk about it with you guys and, you know, it's on my mind 24-7. So it's about time I get back into that. There, There is so much to talk about in the in the world of finance. The economy is not looking that optimistic and mm-hmm. you know we've got banks that are deep underwater and uh commodity prices are going up right now and you know it's it's eventful well bringing that up um i love that you said said all that because i think that it rings true like and i also uh this just popped into my mind um which i think that is a very underrated aspect of uh financial planning and financial aspiration for the future and things like that um home life home life uh with what you're responsible to do and things like that like i'll i'll talk about my own life like i have uh this studio that's on uh that comes out of my account and uh, a bunch of different things that come out of my account for uh me to chase my dreams and everything like that and it's come at a price um that is my price to pay. It's not uh, my my girl's price to pay. It's not like, you know, and I had to recently figure out, all right, um, 
where are my priorities set, you know? And, you know, I know uh, your girl, your fiance, and uh, she's the love of your life and uh, you'll do anything for her. And at that time, I was like, knowing who Max Kuzmalski was, and I was like, Max is just being a responsible fucking man. Like, he's just gonna, he's gonna go and recalibrate, reload, and then he'll come back. And I never thought that uh, anything different and, you know, Smoke a J and I could have fucking ran some shows and everything like that, but it, it didn't feel the same uh, without you. And we also are like a band of brothers where we're transparent. We've had friction. We've had all this stuff that's led to communication that we finally got to and through. And it, it all resembles about, like, what you care about, your priorities, and also what you have to offer and what you can bring to the table. And... Sometimes, uh, you remember when you were talking about, uh, what's, what's that story you were talking about, about your week, like, uh, how your back was hurting and you had, uh, talked to your boss, you know? Oh, yeah, the capitalism thing. Yeah, like, it wouldn't have been no benefit if I were to try to get you back in here and hype you back in here and all this stuff, because we know that when we're having fun and we're firing on all cylinders, you guys are having fun and you guys are firing on all cylinders, so... That was a perspective I had, but tell that story about uh, how you talking to your boss about um, your back and how it's a mutual beneficial thing uh, between the situation. Yeah, you know, it, I guess it does seem like a pretty productive thing to talk about just because, you know, I love capitalism. Do we have capitalism right now? No. In capitalism, you don't subsidize, you know, green energy, you don't, you don't, in in traditional capitalism, you don't rob Peter to pay Paul. That that sim simple as that. But I I do like this scenario because you know it demonstrates the effectiveness of capitalism. I I ended up hurting my back last Thursday, uh, eight days ago, and it was in my best interest to not work on Monday because I could risk screwing up my back more so that I, and then I might not be able to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe not even Friday. And, you know, my bosses, they, they understood. And, you know, I explained it to them, you know, it, it's in their best interest that I work as many days as I possibly can. And it's in my best interest, you know, in regards to my paycheck, you know, I got a wedding to save up for. I got all this, all this crap to save up for. I need, you know, all five days but Monday, it's like, my back is screwed. I could barely get out of bed. I got out of bed. <laughs> I got to work and talk to them. And, you know, we figured out, you know, it was best for myself, but it was also best for the business, too, that I don't risk screwing up my back anymore because then the business won't be able to operate to its full potential for the entire week. We want... if. The business might not be able to operate its 100% potential for this given week, but we can shoot for 80%, mm -hmm. you know, four days out of five instead of, you know, me risking screwing up my back and then, you know, doing two or three days out of five. Yeah. and But I, it, it's this stupid thing that I have with my back. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, uh, I, some people told me it's sciatica. I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. Talked to the doctor. It wasn't very helpful. Right, right. He told me to walk four miles. And actually, when I took his advice, I was at I was at the local state park 
and my back just gave out. It was like some of the worst pain I've ever felt. While I was like three quarters of a mile into the woods, <laughs> and it's like I I was laying down on the ground. People were walking by me, and they're like, "Do you need help?" And I was like, "No, just leave me leave me the fuck alone, please." I don't. I was like embarrassed and everything, but pain in the ass. Back pain fucking sucks. Oh yeah, but, a little off topic, but fucking injuries are humbling. They are. They are yeah. humbling experiences, and it's a uh, because. Time is a very valuable thing on this earth. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there with, you know, a bum back and it's like, I'm watching, you know, whatever I was watching. I don't know. Just laying on the couch, trying, you know, holding my <laughs> knees up as high as I could to alleviate the pain. And it's like this time I, Pecker I hit you be, up. You want to do a podcast? You know, my back's all fucked. You I, know? I could like, be. I could be researching stuff about, you know, my investments. I could be doing a podcast. I I could be fucking working, mm -hmm. getting a paycheck, and you know, it is humbling for sure. Yeah, and you know what? I bet the scenario that you described, uh, bringing that all back, is like, I bet your boss respected the fucking shit out of it. Oh, I, they they I, they did you know, because I'm I'm a star employee. I. I mean, I'm good at following orders and shit, you know, it, I am, you know, an entrepreneur at heart, but I know how to be an entrepreneur in a business. Yeah. And, you know, I, I try to fill that role and so, I, I check off all the easy boxes. Real quick, what's an entrepreneur? Just, uh, just uh, rough, rough definition, just so people know, because it's not a common word. A person innovating within a company to help a company grow i guess yeah like, absolutely doesn't necessarily need to be a low-level employee but i guess anything except the person calling the shots trying to help grow the business yeah i feel like that could be described as an entrepreneur there's a lot of successful entrepreneurs yeah 100 percent. Yeah. not everyone needs to be an entrepreneur and it's certainly not for everybody i mean i've thought somebody i think about steve wozniak yeah i don't you... know if he was exactly an intrapreneur i think his roles probably resemble more of an entrepreneur, but his placement in the company was very intrapreneurial. If you yeah, will. absolutely. And for those who need a little bit of background, Steve Wozniak was the co-founder of Apple. Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs was the guy talking with all the investors, and he was steering the ship. But Steve Wozniak was down below organizing. He made sure the ship floated. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great example. And sailed very well. That's that's the best analogy. Um, but yeah, going all the way back, you know, uh, Max took an absence to leave, and you know what I did too. I didn't want to come on here and do this without him. You know, we've been through a lot together. I've never uh, communicated better with uh, a business partner, and uh, we bring different aspects to each other's lives that I feel like we both need. You know, and it's the same with Cotter too. You know, the dude's a fucking savage. We couldn't do it without him. Absolutely. Going into that, um, like, let's go into the fact that, all right, sometimes you got to take a step back. And when you take a step back, you know, a lot of that's related to, all right, uh, you don't feel like you're doing enough, so then you try to do too much, or you don't have patience, or you don't execute on the things, or you do a project and you don't finish it, and things like that. So... One thing that Max and I wanted to talk about um, was base hits because I think base hits is exactly um, kind of what we talked about about your absence of leave. Like patience is a virtue, and that isn't a statement that has made the test of time for no reason. 
Um, on top of that, uh, it takes patience to believe in somebody, believe in a business partner, believe in a dream, all this stuff. And sometimes if you try to hit a home run, you know, you're just going to strike out. And uh, really what you should have been focused on was trying to hit a base hit. And if you hit enough base hits, you'll eventually bring in a run home. And if you load the bases, eventually you'll smack it and uh, all of the runs will come home and it'll be a big deal. But uh, if you continue to hit base hits, you can continue to control the things that you can't control through attitude and actions, A squared. And you go about your day executing in a positive manner and you go through the obstacles that are going to get you to where you want to go because they're going to develop the skills that you need to go there. You're going to fucking crush it. And so I wanted to talk about base hits. I wanted Max to elaborate on uh, some base hits based on uh, some financial scenarios that he's been through recently. And uh, overall, just talk to you guys about not being stuck in the fog, understanding that the New School Project's about empowering you guys to be uh, great or excel in a community or in, a, in something that you really are passionate about. We want to help you develop the skills in it, the mindset to crush in it, and really overall uh, give you access to a community that is here for you to help build your dreams. Uh, how we're going to do that? Well, that's why you take an absence of leave and you don't switch up on your business partner because you know that he's Max fucking Kosmalski and nobody's like him. So here's him about uh, financial base hits. All right. That's a good... Uh, I slapped that one, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> All right. The base hits are important. In this day and age... I mean, it's all about instant gratification. These goddamn social media companies, you know, we got Instagram and everything. You want some instant gratification. You can hop on Instagram, watch videos, you know, whatever it feeds you. F funny videos, videos of people getting hurt, videos of cats, whatever. I don't know. I mean, we, we don't have much patience collectively as a generation. I think it's safe to say that. This generation... You know, we're 24 years old, right? Yeah. We're oh, 24. Yeah. We're, this generation doesn't have that much patience. And it's kind of because of the society we've lived in. Everything has been so instantaneous for us. You know, Netflix. You don't got to watch any commercials anymore. I remember when commercials were inevitable. It was like death and taxes. There was simply just commercials. That's it. There was no way around it. No ifs, no ands, no buts. There's fucking commercials. Now there's no commercials. Now there's social media. You can be entertained for six hours straight, swiping and swiping and swiping. The instant gratification has got us to the point where we have not practiced patience mm -hmm. to the point where our previous generation has had to. I agree. And our, our previous generations, you know, uh, the boomers, uh, Gen X, are, I, don't, you know, I don't even know what Gen X is. I don't, are we millennials? Are we Gen X? It doesn't even fucking matter. I think that we're we're these. I think that we're these people that, like, we're coming from a place that we're in it too. Like, I love fucking scrolling sometimes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Do you like bullet chess or I regular love chess? chess? You know m more. You know, you probably love them both because you're a fiend, but you love some bullet chess. Yeah. Dude, yeah. It's fucking fast, man. But anyway, uh, base hits. I mean, I I would rather shoot for you know. Say I'm taking 10 swings. Hmm. I want to go for 10 base hits now. I'm like really internalizing that shooting for a home run every time is not the viable option. And 
I have, I want to relay this over in the financial realm, but simply put, you know, out of 10 swings, I want to go for 10 base hits because you don't know if you're going to get a home run. You can do 10 attempts for a home run and you might not get it. And I, you know, I'm, I'm into finance and investing and stuff. And I do dabble with options. And for those who don't know what options are, they're just leveraged financial contracts. Uh, so say a stock is at five bucks, you can buy an option to purchase a hundred shares of the stock at $6 by a certain date. And you can trade these contracts, you know, stock goes up to $6, 50 cents. Now your option to purchase it at $6 is exponentially more valuable. Mm -hmm. It's basically a way, like if you think stock A is going to go up 5%, you could buy stock A and grab that 5%. <laughs> But if you're really confident, you could buy an option, a call option, which means you're going long. You're betting the price is going up. You could buy a call option on stock A and then get 50% profits mm -hmm. instead of that 5%. That's is, the whole principle with options. Which is huge, but it's a gamble. Well, it can be an educated gamble or it can be just a gamble. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're playing blackjack and you know, you know the count is minus nine and you got 14 against a dealer 10. You might think it's a little more reasonable to hit on that 14, even though the book says to always hit 14. But if you know, you know, there's not nearly as many face cards in there, you might be able to say it's an educated gamble. That so, might be the degenerate side of me talking. Right. But I'm trying to so give, me a, give an analogy. Give me an example of a stock that you showed patience through the whole scenario and situation and give me a scenario where you didn't through an option. Uh, or it might not be an option. Was there any time where you did back up the truck because you wanted to hit a home run and it and it didn't yes. benefit you as much as it could have? Yes. Uh, let me let me get with. So, take it, me back. It, yeah, I'll I'll get towards what I was saying. It 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 relates to the second thing you said. So let's do it. I I might not have that much patience, and you know, <laughs> say I, I'm I'm just dabbling. I'm you know I got. 250 bucks or something in my trading account. Do I want to try to turn 250 bucks into 275? Or do I want to try to turn 250 into a thousand? <laughs> Fucking, that's a dumb question. Obviously, I'd rather have the thousand, right? Well, with that comes a lot more risk. So I might try to hit that home run, quadruple my money. But if I'm trying to hit that home run and quadruple my money, I'm, I'm taking a lot more risk. And, you know, I might lose 90%. I might lose 100%. Might strike out. Yeah, strike out, trying to get that home run. And that has happened time and time again. I've had my wins. I've had my losses, trading options and stocks and whatnot. And this has happened plenty of times for me. I've, I've tried to get that big win. Instead of trying to get those small base hits, I've had strategies where I've gone for the base hits every day, you know, Small account, 250 bucks. I'm trying to get, you know, 10% this week. Mm -hmm. It's not much money, but it's me trying to build a skill. That's, that's what it's more about. I'm trying to build the skill because eventually 10 years will pass. I'll be 34. And I think that skill will be valuable when I do eventually master it. 100%. And 10 years from now, I could master it. That, that is a reasonable, uh, you know, as long as I keep you know, educating myself and practicing discipline, sticking to my plans, mm -hmm. figuring out how to make it work. That is a reasonable goal to try to master it in 10 years or so. 
But I have wagered, you know, quite a bit to try to get that home run and got, and I've struck out and I've lost it all before. Mm-hmm. I, I have blown my investment accounts before. Mm-hmm. I have lost it all in a single day. But when I set my sights on these smaller wins, you know, a small consistent win, try to turn 250 into 275 by the end of the week, grab a quick 10%. Uh, that that's way, way more achievable. Mm-hmm. And I find myself achieving that and not blowing my account because I'm not trying to hit that home run. I'm not putting all the eggs on the table. I'm not trying to, I'm not risking everything. Mm-hmm. So the importance of hitting base hits, it is very important mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah. And this is something that I kind of just thought about, you know, because <clears throat> I think there's an there's an old saying that's like uh, a man will uh, overestimate what he can do in a month and underestimate what he can do in six months or a year or whatever. And you know, let's tie that into like some of the greatest, let's just say athletes, some of the greatest athletes to ever live. I'm gonna throw Tom Brady in there because I fucking love the guy, and uh, he's just a savage, dude. He 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 wasn't that good at running, and he you know he just. He just stood in the pocket and he executed the quarterback position, base hit by base hit, and crushed teams. You know, now eventually, I think that the game will present a scenario where you have no choice. But yeah. eventually, you have to either throw that home run, and that's what I'm kind of thinking about right know, now. You have you to know? throw that hail mary, or you fucking lose the game. There yeah. are scenarios like that, but he got to the top by hitting a you know or. Yeah, hitting 200 base hits in a row. 100%. That's it. So then, like, let's say when the New England Patriots were versing uh, the Falcons and they were down 28-3 to at halftime in the Super Bowl, right? And Tom Brady came back and won it. He, he fucking hit a home run that day. But everything that he did was in pursuit of a moment like that and, and everything like that. So... I just also wanted to bring that up because, you know, from my own experience in athletics and uh, trying to accomplish things, sometimes you got to fucking put it on the line, you know. But hopefully the skills and the patience and the knowledge that you have will allow you to execute when that time comes. You know, I, I did want to bring that up because sometimes it's not good to be hesitant, right? Yeah. Sometimes if you know, you know, and you got to go balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if if it looks like, you know, that pitcher, you know, he's he's a pretty crummy pitcher. This this might be a good time to hit a home run. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the first string pitcher. He he threw out his shoulder. Mm-hmm. They got Joe Blow in there. You know, he's about to throw a piece of crap pitch, and this is your chance at a home run. Sometimes that chance does come, but you can't want that. You can't just manipulate every scenario to be like, "This is my chance." Yeah. But and that chance does come every now and again. Absolutely. And you can capitalize on it, but until then, base hits are what is going to get us fucking ahead. I think so. That's it. And now that's making me think of another scenario where um, somebody once told me, he said, listen, like the things that you need to be worried about, you're not even going to know they're coming, in, they're coming your way. The things that are really going to shake you up in your life, you're not even going to know they're coming your way. And... I, you know, that kind of makes me think about the whole concept between base hits, home runs, and timing. I think it's a big fucking deal. And, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're very um, 
established in and accredited in listening to many successful people in many different industries in many different ways that they got to where they got to. So have you been have you heard a lot of the successful people talk about timing? Uh I mean broad question. It is yeah. a broad question. Yeah, I've I've heard successful people talk about timing. I just think timing is a huge deal. It is. There I mean And like it's almost like when you like earlier when you said I don't know if I was lucky or I just put in the time to be fortunate in the scenario that I swung for, right? Yeah, I think it's directly related. Yeah, timing is everything, but in some scenarios, it's not. You know, like, in regards to investing, Mm -hmm. there's a common uh, phrase where it's, uh, how does it go? It's, uh, time in the market is better than timing the market. Mm -hmm. Because nobody can actually time the market, unless you're pulling the strings, unless you're in Congress and you're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're about to announce the stimmy checks tomorrow so this is definitely the bottom <laughs> of the market so fucking a there there's there's nuances to it you know timing is different in regards to you know the markets you can time the markets what time in the markets can beat timing the markets because you might not be able to time the markets mm-hmm. but like in 2021 we saw that the, or 2020 and 2021 we saw that there was a certain thing going on and it was just hysteria in the markets. Mm-hmm. Everybody was buying everything. It was all overbought, but it kept being overbought. And, you know, people were just piling into stocks and people were p- piling into crypto. Mm-hmm. And I recognized that timing and I was able to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I thought I got out of the rat race. I, I made so much money in 2021, mm-hmm. but I got humbled and I gave that money right back to the markets. Yeah. But in that scenario, you know, timing, yeah, timing was important because I, I, I recognized what was going on. I wasn't timing the market in terms of like, oh, this is the bottom. But I knew that right now, this is a scenario where people are hysterical. People are piling into the markets irrationally. People are irrationally bullish. In mm-hmm. that aspect, timing was effective. So can you say that uh, marketing quote one more time? So time in the market. Oh, uh, time in the market is better than timing the market. And they there's evidence to back that up because if you, I, I don't remember the numbers, so these will be wrong, but it's something along the lines of, you know, if you missed the five best trading days of the year, mm-hmm. then your gains would be, plus 6% as opposed to the guy who stayed in the market the entire time and he didn't try to time it. He believed that time in the market was better than timing the market. He ended up getting 9 or 10% while the other guy got 6% or so, whatever I said. So I think we're onto something here with that whole thing and like let's just unpack this. Like we were talking about how base hits are the way to go and that there is timing to hit a home run, right? But like necessarily like in terms of like the things that we're worried about in life, right? We might not see them coming, right? And you may not need to focus on when to hit a home run. You might just need to do it when it comes that way. But in terms of what you just said, metaphorically uh, assuming that to um, life, right? And then bringing that back to marketing, if that makes sense. Uh, Dude, it's like time in the market 
is better than time out of the market. So time hitting base hits is better than fucking time swinging for the fences and getting struck out not winning. Absolutely. And then, you know, you might get yourself in the playoffs, right? Shit like that. So I feel like we just unpacked the whole, a whole concept. And, you know, that took us a long time to even have a converse, this conversation. Like, we've been doing business together a long time. And it's not like we haven't displayed aspects of what we're talking about or anything like that. But it took a very long time to be able to, like, I guess, communicate it between each other and portray it uh, in our own scenarios and shit. I mean, this is a lesson that we've learned just recently. Oh, yeah. Dude, we still have so much to learn. Oh, yeah. I, I'm i excited to see myself 10 years from now and and talk about how I didn't know shit when I was 24. And I already know that I don't know shit. Mm-hmm. All I know is that I don't know shit. That's it. I think but we'll continue to learn. Mm-hmm. And what we haven't learned yet, we don't know. We don't know what we haven't learned yet. That gets me excited, bro. And... Like, in terms of uh, the New School Project being back online, I feel like uh, I feel like instead of trying to hit home runs, guys, I feel like we're just going to stick around. We're going to hit some base hits until, yeah. you, until you watch us just beat teams, you know? Yeah, let's see what happens after we hit 30 base hits in a row. Yeah. I think we'll be feeling pretty good. You know, we're not going to, you know, stick our necks out and try to, you know, do some ridiculous shit to go viral, you know, overnight or whatever, and, you know, potentially compromise our values or judgments or... Integrity. Yeah, whatever. We're, we're going to hit Which is a 30 big... base hits, and then we'll worry about the next 30 base hits. The integrity is a big deal. It's a big deal. People, uh, people sometimes don't... How you make money is important. Let's just put it that way. How you make money is important. How you, how you treat people is important, and... Uh, how you go about treating yourself is also important. So, I'm fucking excited, dude. I'm yeah, me jacked too. up right now. I'm glad we're back here. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, fucking to base hits, bro. To base hits. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I'll ask Max this question for you guys. I'm just kidding. We're both gonna be here next week. We'll fucking be here. All right, let's go. We'll be. We're back. New school projects back. I'm fucking Nolan Claypeck, Pac-Man Jones. Wazowski. Max Wazowski. This is going to be a new scare record. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Subscribe, like it, comment, let us know what you think. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening. Peace.